This is a recording of the sermon on the 10th of January, 2021. This was the introduction of a new theme for the year, the year of new things. And the sermon title is of that same theme, the year of new things he will make a way. Good. Hey, uh... I'm very excited about this sermon this morning. This morning, uh, I'm preaching about the theme that we have uh, for this year. I've been talking about it, and some of you, uh, maybe I let it slip over the last two or three weeks, really praying about it during the end of last year. Uh, God, can you give me a direction, a theme? Again, a theme isn't necessary. We don't have to have a theme. I like it. I like having a theme because it gives us kind of a direction uh, and a road for the rest of the year. Um, and before I reveal the theme, let, let, me, let me tell you a story. Uh, all of you know my beautiful, beautiful wife, Esther. Uh, what you might not know because you haven't been to Sydney yet is that Esther is the daughter of Mother Nature herself. Esther is the daughter of Mother Nature herself. Her mum, Renata, uh, has the best garden you have ever seen in your life. Her mum, when you walk uh, in, when you drive into her driveway, it's already an experience. People should pay to go to Renata's house. Because when you drive into her house, already on the lawn there, I know... I know because when I was trying to win Esther and win her mother, uh, I spent a couple of hours in the garden cutting the grass with scissors. Because in her garden, a lawnmower isn't enough. She mows the lawn around the plants and the trees, but when you get close to it, you have to get down on your knees and cut the grass with scissors. Like, you for real? You for real? Well, Chris, if you want to marry my daughter, that's, that's I'm a, I want to marry your daughter. Hallelujah. What do I need to do? Uh, and then that was the way. We're, Esther, we've now been married for almost 12 years. In April, it'll be 12 years. And in those 12 years, I have been convinced that Esther is not a gardener. She, that magic from, from her mum was not passed down. There was just nothing. She killed every single thing that she tried to grow. I cannot tell you how much money we spent in Sydney. We bought garden beds. We did herbs, like proper herbs. Uh, proper herbs, uh, cooking herbs. Then we did other things. Then we did flowers. Then we did this. Then we did that. We spent so money. Yes, that's right. That's what she's in the other room now. We spent so much money on trying to make things work and she killed everything. Everything. There is no evidence of her being a gardener in Sydney. We moved to New Zealand, the promised land. Can you say amen? Uh, We moved to New Zealand and here in New Zealand, she started to say to me, you know what, I want to do this and I want to do that. And it never really took off. 
I was convinced after 12 years of marriage that this will never work. Forget it. Don't ask me to spend another cent on plants. You are just going to kill them. But something happened. 2020. I don't know what happened. But in 2020, she had a bit more time at home. We're in lockdown. And today, when you come to my house, and each time you come to my house now, there is a new plant. And there is a new thing. And she's got new things. And she's, she's like researching. She's watching stuff on YouTube about plants. My God. How boring. This is like, uh, she said to me the other day, and the other thing is she's starting to pollute our kids with, with these ideas. Connor the other day, he said, Mama, see the rocks out the front? You could have like a dry river there out the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're rocks too. All right, it's not a dry river there. Right? But she's there, we're talking about plants, and she's got it going on now. Every single thing she can turn into a garden. All of a sudden now, our whole house is filled with these little jars of water and she's learned how to make this plant work and this one. If you mix this one with this one and put this one over here. And somehow, the other day we're sitting there. It's the new year. I'm sitting in my couch, in my lounge room. And I look around and I say, hey, I've... When did we get so many plants inside the house? I'm looking around and my quote was to her, when did outside become inside? Because everywhere I look, there's plants over there, there's plants over there, there's a plant, there's a little one here on the table. And she says, I've got a new idea for your office. I want to um, make a plant uh, and I want to put it in this other thing that you have. It's going to grow out of that thing. It's going to look cool. Like you could do whatever you want because now you have surpassed your mother Uh oh you are now mother nature now esther right there uh she is the plant queen and everything changed and the reason i tell you that story it's going to become apparent when we read our text uh karen's going to put up a slide and, and first is going to be our text for the day now i made a special slide with our text because i want us to read this together uh, and this is from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. This is our text for our church for this year. It says this, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled The Year of New Things. The Year of New Things. Let's look firstly at the command that God gives us. The Year of New Things. I'm excited about this sermon. Our context here is in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is the prophet, he's the man of God uh, that's giving the people direction for their situation right now. And their situation right now is that uh, just like we've spoken about in Nehemiah and all of this, the people of Israel, the people of God, they've been exiled, they're not in Israel anymore, and now they're in Babylon, a foreign land, a land that hates God. 
that hates their God. A land that sounds a lot like the land that we live in today. A land where they're trying to live for God, but everything around them, the culture around them, the things that are accepted around them, everything around them seems to be anti-God and it's difficult to live for God in that situation. They're tired. There's a small remnant of them. Uh, People have started to fall away. There used to be a lot of them. (laughs) But then over time, the world got to them. Over time, there was a group living for God and one of them dropped off and said, you know what, forget this, I'm living for the Lord. And then over time, another one drops off. And another one drops off. And another one drops off. And over time, the world is starting to creep in But what is left here, and the people that Isaiah is speaking to, is the people that are left. And what what God is speaking to us today is the people that are left, the remnant that says, you know what, I am not going to live for the world, regardless of what people do. I am not going to be worn down. I am not going to sell out. They're there, they're reminding themselves of the stories of old. In the Bible, there's the Israelites. Here they are in Babylon. Nothing that they see looks like a possibility. Everything looks impossible. How how are we going to live for God here? The king doesn't live for God. The laws are against us. The culture is against us. Our families are turning against us. Our our friends are... How are we going to live for God in this society? They're asking themselves that question. God, what are you doing? Where are you? The devil seems to be winning. And God reminds them in the same chapter. Look at verse 15. Isaiah 43, verse 15 in the New Living Translation. He says, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened the way through the waters. He's talking about when he brought them out of Egypt. I am the one that made a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses, and I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned and their lives were snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Oh, these are the words of God right here. What's he saying? He's saying, I am the God that brought you out of Egypt. When you thought everything was impossible, when you thought the army is too big, when you thought there's no way that we can win, he says, I opened up the the waters, I made it dry so that you could cross the Red Sea, then I closed it on top of them and like a candle. I don't know if you've ever done that before, where the candle is burning, 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 burning down, burning, and then right at the end, when it's just smoking you, Exactly what God says here. He says, that's what I did with that situation. That's what I did with your enemies. That's what I did uh, with the things that were coming against you. It was nothing for me. He says, that's what I did in the past. In verse 17, he's saying, I am the God of miracles. Hallelujah. 
I've done these things in the past. And in 2020 was our year of miracles. And we, uh, when we started the year, we thought the miracles were going to look a bit different than what they were. We had all this expectation and all these other things. We had no idea what was coming in 2020. But God is still the God of miracles. We stood up here. Uh, some of us stood. Some of us have said other things to me in person. That, that God has been faithful. We have seen miracles. And we can tell stories of the past. We can tell stories of when our church was planted. Of, of the miracles that you saw in your life. The victories that we've seen in the past. Do you remember who you were before you were saved? Because I do. Do you remember what you used to speak like? What you used to dress like? Uh, the, the things that you used to have in your head? Do you remember that? Because I do. And we've seen victories and miracles and all that. But you know what God is saying? God is saying, yes, that is the things of the past. We have seen miracles in finances and in favor and in families. And he gave us this building. And then he gave us and my whole job situation and the money that we've seen. And all these other, I mean, we can keep talking about the miracles. We can keep talking about the miracles. But listen to what God is saying here. In verse 18, the very next verse, he says, I've done all of that. In verse 18, he says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Can you put that verse up there for me, Karen? Just leave up the verse. We're going to go through this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of of old. This word remember in the Hebrew has a much richer meaning. It means do not make a memorial of those things. Do not make a memorial of those things. You know when you go and at different places they have like the war memorial and all that. You go and you pay the steps and think about it and all that kind of stuff. Some people, they make a memorial about the victories that they've had in the past. And look, we celebrate them. Hallelujah, we celebrate the victories of the past. But God is much more than that. God is much more than what we've seen in the past. Some people, you've made a memorial and you're living in the future, but you're still looking back to the good old days. I know in 2020, it's been difficult. I know we've been through the wilderness, we've been through the desert, we've been through the fire, we've been through every other picture that the Bible places, uh, and look, there have been some casualties of war, there have been some casualties, but God right here, that he was saying, he was saying, God, uh, I'm looking back to the things, but I'm not just going to look back and say, God, I just wish things to be back like they were then. No. That's the thing the whole God saying, you know what, I've done those things, but I'm not going to live in the good old days. I'm going to live for the future. I'm going to live for the new thing that God, you have for us. God promises much more. In the NLT, a New Living Translation, the verse 
where it says, do not remember the former things, is translated like this. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I'm about to do something new. You know what? I love this translation because it basically says, uh, everything that you've seen up until now, high five, God's a good God. He opened the Red Sea. You got saved. Uh, you got broken addictions. High five. Like God's done some incredible things, but you ain't seen nothing yet. That's what the Bible's saying. You ain't seen nothing yet. He says, do not remember the former things, the initial things. I want to tell you, it was a miracle of God to see what I see before us today. I don't know if you see what I see, but it is a miracle of God. Because here is the Paramount Church, right here. And I was hoping that this would give me like a massive plant. Now here is the Paramount Church, right here, thriving, beautiful, apparently. It is beautiful, isn't it? It's one of those plants. Well done, this stuff. Uh, here is the Paramount Church, incredible, thriving and growing. And then the miracle of planting a church is that the Paramount Church basically just snips off a piece and says, here you go, let's throw you over the ditch, uh, throw you to New Zealand, and in New Zealand, we're going to put you in the ground there, and uh, good luck. Good luck, uh, great. Uh, let's hope that something comes out of that. See, the miracle of this is exactly like Esther's plants. Is that over time? You chuck them in here, and the ugly piece starts to grow some roots. And as soon as that starts to happen, now I've been educated on this, I'm not an expert. As soon as that starts to happen, things start to grow some roots. It still doesn't look like a plant. It still looks like an accident. Right? It still looks like something that's not complete yet. Imagine if when things started to grow some roots, right there, we, we all start clapping. Whoa, that's incredible. Look at that. We grew some roots. Hallelujah. Our job is done. You see, this is where our church is right now. This is where some of our lives are right now. We've been cut off. We've got some to grow. There's some roots that are starting to grow. It doesn't look all that pretty yet, even though you look fantastic this morning. It doesn't look all that pretty. Things are still growing. There's a process. And when the roots start to grow, that's when it's time. Because when the roots start to grow, one of the beautiful things about these plants is that this word propagation. I've been educated. You can take this cutting, put it in the ground, and in a period of time, it will become this. From an ugly cutting, from an ugly piece of leaf, you put it in the ground, you take it, once there's roots, it's going to have enough strength to be able to feed itself. And I fully believe 
God, as I've been praying, God, give me a picture. God, show me 2021. I fully believe that over the last numbers of years, God cut this thing off, threw it over the ditch. And last year was the year where we grew some roots. Last year was the year where things got tough. Some people didn't make it. But the roots is where we say, you know what? I've done something here. I've fought some of my own personal battles here. I've developed my own Christianity here. I've grown some roots here. And now I'm ready for this thing to be planted. And I tell you, the miracle is this. And on Wednesday night when you come to my house, I'll show you my gardens. The miracle is that once that is planted, that's when it takes off. That's when it takes off. Once that is planted in soil, that's when it takes off. Esther has a little cutting, and she's showing me these photos uh, that in November, it was, you couldn't even see it. It was under the soil. In December, it was tiny. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you start to soar, see it, it starts to sprout. Uh, by January now, one month later, it's this week. It was here in December. It was here in November. But in January, it's here. Because once it is planted, then it starts. And you know why? Because the roots, it can feed itself. And I believe that's what God's doing for us. He's saying, don't remember just the things of old. Don't just say, oh God, I wish it was like back then. He's saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's look secondly at the promise. Because the command God tells us is don't look back. Don't, yes, I've done some good things, but don't, don't dwell on that. In the promise, God tells us, behold, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. He promises us. That he will do a new thing. And I again in prayer and in fasting, God is saying to me, you know what? This verse for your church today, this is exactly what's happening. I will do a new thing. Some of us have seen it already. Some of us, 2021, you're feeling at the peak of your Christianity. Some of us, we've been uh, there in prayer. We've been doing other things. We've made good choices. Others, uh, you've made other choices at the end of the year to say, you know what? I'm going to cut that off. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to move this way in 2021. Some of us are feeling the best we've ever felt in 2021. I want to tell you, because God is doing a new thing. The Hebrew word there in the phrase is the word chadash. And Hadash means to be new, to renew, to repair, and to rebuild. It's something that we haven't seen before. Hallelujah. It's something that we haven't seen before. 2021, the year of new things, new beginnings, new possibilities, new opportunities. There's going to be things that God uh, puts in your heart and says, you know what, maybe I could do that. 
Maybe I could do that. Maybe we could do this together. Pastor, do you think new possibilities, new opportunities? I want to tell you that there's going to be a relationships that are going to be built in 2021 that you never thought were possible. Relationships in amongst your families. Relationships with new friends. Relationships with, relationships with your pastor. Hallelujah. That you never thought were possible. Biblical commentator Barnes says, I will do a new thing. Something that has not occurred in the past. An unheard of and wonderful event that shall far surpass everything that is already done in the past. In Isaiah 42, the previous chapter, verse 9, he says, Do not remember the former things. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. I remember when I first got saved, I thought I was Latino, and I thought I was black, and I thought I was this, and I thought I was that. I was, I was a confused little boy. And, uh, and I used to listen to 1990s R&B, which when I moved to New Zealand, I found out it's basically all we listen to over here in this. And um, 1990s R&B, and I used to listen to these like R&B love songs from the 90s. Sappy, sappy love songs. You know why? Because I was a broken little boy that just wanted a, 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 a girl. I remember having this mixtape. I don't know if you've ever had mixtapes before, but if you've never imagined USBs and CDs, back in the day of tapes, I had this tape and it was... Uh, uh, Whitney Houston, I will always love you. And I, uh, and I used to be there like a tough 16 year old boy in my bedroom. And I'm just like, I just wish somebody loved Now think of this God says, Sing to the Lord a new song, a new song. Hallelujah, that I'm not a sappy little boy from, from the Whitney Houston mixtape. Hallelujah, that, that God put a new song in my heart. And in 2021, I want to tell you, God's changing the track. God's going to put a new song in our hearts. Things from the past, things that we said, you know what, that's just a struggle. That's never going to change. That's set in its way. They will never get saved. They'll never turn their heart again. Uh, I want to tell you that 2021 is a miraculous year. There's a new song. Israel was cautioned, do not make the past a measure of the future. Don't look at the future and think, oh, you know what? I, I am, I, I am going to have some hope, uh, but I'm going to measure it from what happened in the past. What do I mean by that? Uh, I am going to go on outreach, but in the past, I'm not going on I am going to witness, but in the past, I'm not witness. I am going to try to read my Bible and pray and do it, but in the past, God's saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Look at 2021 and say, you know what, God? You can do something that you've never done before in my life. You can do something that I've never even imagined when we reach our community. 
Yes, we'll be doing some of the similar things. We're not going to throw out everything. But you know what? I want to do new things. We'll be reaching people groups, hallelujah. But I want to reach different people groups. I want to reach uh, uh, different communities. In your personal holiness. Things that you thought were impossible. You see, Jesus says he will make things new. In Revelation 21 verse 5, it says, Then Jesus, who sat on the throne, he said, Behold, I make all things new. Jesus is the one that makes things new. As we rely upon him, he's going to change us from the inside out. We know this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says that, Behold, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. And behold, there's that word again. All things have become new. I'll tell you, maybe you've tried something in the past. Maybe you've made some mistakes in the past. I don't want you to live in the condemnation of the past. I don't want you to live uh, in the mistake and let that define the future. 2021 is the year where God is doing a new thing in our lives. The end will be much greater than the beginning. Our future is much greater than our past. In Ephesians 3.20, Jesus says, I will exceedingly, uh, Jesus can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. The Amplified, it says, infinitely beyond our prayers, dreams, and imagination. God can blow your mind if you just let him. When will all this happen? When will this new thing happen? You know what it says? Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Now that we've got some of this going on, as soon as I plant this, I don't have to wait. I don't have to think, you know what? Uh, I wonder if it's going to work. We've got some roots going on. As soon as we've got some strength, I'm going to put that in. And now it shall spring forth. This word spring forth is an agricultural term. It's a term used in farming and a term used uh, in, in, in planting things. It's talking about like a flower that's planted and then all of a sudden just before it's ready to bud and then it's ready to bloom. And now it shall spring forth. It's already happening. The New Living Translation says, see, I've already begun. I've already begun. The problem with planting things, the problem with gardening, uh, is the problem of time. Just like in planting a church, the problem is the problem of time. It's like, God, what's going on, man? I cut this off. I cut this off. We put it over here, and now we put it here, and, and, and what's going on with it? There's time factor. I tell you, when God brings the rain, there will be miraculous things shall you not know it the bible says you don't even you can't even see it the new living translation says see i've already begun do you not even see it do you not even see it when i was camping with the boys this week we had a great time and it was a lot of fun but one of the frustrations was one of the frustrations that mom feel all the time. Is can you find where you can you get your swimming clothes? Can you get your shoes on? And they're like, I don't even know how to look for stuff. 
says lift up your eyes in John chapter 4 verse 35 it says do you not do not say that there are still four months and then the harvest I say to you lift up your eyes the fields are already white for harvest here in our church I want us to lift up our eyes I know I know that things look like something here but if we would just lift our eyes God can bring a harvest hallelujah when God said to Abraham he said listen I want you to come here Genesis chapter 13 verse 14 he says I'm, I'm going to make you a father of the nations I'm going to give you all this land I'm going to do a miracle for you and, and God brings Abraham to this place in Genesis chapter 13 And he says, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants. I want to ask you here at the beginning of the year. What do you see? What do you see? Is it all just this? Is it all just the problem and this and the difficulty and I tried and the past and all of this? But God's saying, if you would just lift up your eyes from the place where you are, He's saying, I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to meet you there in the problem. I'm going to meet you there in the struggle. If you would lift up your eyes from where you are, all everything that you see can be yours. This is not a time for short-sightedness. Let me finish with this. In 2007... Actually, I'm going to leave that one for now and I'll come back. That when, um, when we were camping, I'll finish with this. We're camping with boys that had a... No, you know what? I'm going to leave that one too. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving things around here, but that'll be all good. We're going to do the rest of... Of the verse uh, tonight, and that'll be a great thing. But God here, He's saying to us, listen, some of us, we can get stuck in the past, stuck in the things of old, considering the things of the past. And if we would just move forward, lift up our eyes, and believe that God, you can do a new thing. I believe that God can do a new thing. I believe that God can do this from this. It doesn't look all that pretty just yet. But God can do a miracle. We put our roots down and God can change us from the inside out. Amen. Let's bow our heads here this morning and we pray.